Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. Giving out Paps beers and Paps smears. It's your boy Jay Rich, the Spider Tribble. <laughs> we enjoyed the studio Ew. tonight, ladies and gentlemen, by a very special guest. Uh, get up on that mic and introduce yourself to the uh, Tribble Nation. Hi, my name is Arielle Johnson, and I am the owner of Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. It'll be coming to Philadelphia this spring. Yup. Yupper. Yup. We're looking forward to, you know, Amalgam Comics and Coffee House being, you know, the official home, comic book home of the Black Tribbles. So, I'm excited about that, too. Yo, you yeah, you go- say that now until we show up in our <laughs> yeah. sweatpants and slippers. Wait a minute, Pants? Eric said and will you have bathrooms? No, there will be no bathrooms. Oh, that's fine. I mean, cause I was going to do this anyway. <laughs> that's why God made alleys. Well, if, if you saw the video, you'd know there there are going to be bathrooms. Nah, you got to watch yeah, the video. I'm on newspaper. <laughs> in the corner. In the corner. In the corner. Behind a fake plant. You might so, be ejected from the building. Ooh. Eject. Y'all drawing. <laughs> Uh, what? Lie. We're drawing because we won't let you take a shit on the floor. <laughs> right? Like I got my, I got my reasons. <laughs> wow, that's how I break a spot in. Yo, right? Once I do, gotta mark my territory. <laughs> Yo, I, I own it after that. It's <laughs> <laughs> my, my store. My store now. My store now. You smell that? It's my store. <laughs> the next day. Ariel comes in and there's just me Jason sitting there making his own cup of coffee. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? And then give you that look that a cat would <laughs> using the litter box, just yeah. like mine. <laughs> Can I help you? Right. Something Wait, here you did, need? How did, how did you get in here before? Who gave you the keys? Oh, I never left. No, I never left. Is there something here you need? <laughs> right. What? Uh, you got a vegan. Keep it moving. Just so you know. <laughs> Yes. The time has come for you to join the Tribble Nation, to become officially one of us. But to do that, you must first decide and tell us what will be your Tribble designation. I am going to be the Amalgam Tribble. Word. Well, that just only makes sense. Yes. I mean, so the Amalgam Tribble. I, I like that how you li- put that little, you gave yourself a little article right there. You know? <laughs> I feel you. A lot of triples are doing that now. I know. Distinguish <laughs> like, themselves. Yeah, you know, it's like, nah, there ain't no bullshit. I'm the um, triple, <laughs> triple nificent. That's such a cool name. <laughs> such a cool name. So the Amalgam Tribble, but it is not official until the Master Tribble says so. So we will turn all things over to EMAC. All right. So from here on out, it's a fairly painless procedure. Okay. All you have to do is raise your right hand to Stan Lee and your left hand to DC and repeat after me. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From the way I roll to the way I coo. So shall it be said. So shall it be done. Welcome the amalgam triple to the nation. Bullet. Blam. Stand to be counted. Black. You are officially one of us. Book, book. Lot of mercy. Let <laughs> us know when we move in. <laughs> Rather, we'll let you know. Right. When we've moved in. We'll be waiting for the, you. When I get the uh, veggie bacon, 
I'll let y'all know. I mean, yeah, we'll have target practice. <laughs> right, right. Take your time. I'm just saying. It might be prudent for others. <laughs> and uh, hey, what's up, Tally? Hey, girl. She's already retweeted our uh, Help Make Amalgam Comics and Coffee House a reality, our link to your Moolah Hoop account. So, yep. Woo! It begins. Do that. It is your Black Tribbles. Coming to you from the beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM, Philly, Camden. Holler if you hear me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, yeah. boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, welcome to a new and improved Black Triple. Yeah. That be us. Yeah. I'm me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in the studio by... What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, better known as the Storm Tribble, the first lady of Triple Nation out here floating on these fools. What's good? Yo, I'm still working things out with your mom, but it's going to be all right. It's your boy, Jay Rich, the Spider Triple. I'm getting it how you're leaving it. I'm intercepting and receiving it. It's the man, the myth, the legend, Master Triple Emac. How you living? Get it how you live. The Super Triple, ladies and gentlemen, is on tour with none other than his is the magnificent band Gangster Grass doing that hip-hop bluegrass thing that they do oh so well. But as usual, rocking out the face. Book Live Jockey is in the building. Hey, what it do, y'all? It's your mama's favorite nephew, Cousin Muscles, a.k.a. the graduate of Comedy House. <laughs> Swole brother number one, Super Saiyan Triple. What it do? Sweaty neck. <laughs> 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 Smell like wet thumb. Mm-hmm, just wet thumbs all day. <laughs> and last, but certainly not We're still, we not done introducing Triples yet? No, we are Woo! No, no. The fun just keeps on going because now, who that are you? Finally. <laughs> Finally. Can you smell that? Can you smell it? <laughs> Can you smell what the black is cooking? <laughs> we have Becky yet one more triple yet to introduce themselves on the mic, if you please. Uh, this is your girl, Ariel, your friendly neighborhood comic and coffee slinger, a.k.a. Lucky Number 7, the Amalgam Triple. Yeah! <laughs> now, once more with energy. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Lucky I Number like that. 7. Lucky Number 7. Ladies and gentlemen, Amal- Ariel Johnson, Amalgam Triple, is now here officially. In the building. In, In the, the building. building. Yay! Officially as one of the triple. One of yeah. us. One <laughs> of us. One of us. 
Oh, it's I love when Lynn's excited. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. What a way for us to kick off an all-new edition of Black Tribbles. It is no longer Black Tribbles Prime. We are now in forevermore Black Tribbles. We got new features coming your way. As you can hear, we've got new background music provided by none other than DJ Why Not, who is also in the studio putting the final touches on our brand new theme song that Randy will be premiering next week when he returns from tour with Gangsta Grass. We got new special segments that we're going to be doing this um, this week and every week. And on top of that, we are kicking off our top 10 summer. As we do every year, we do a top 10 summer where we give you top 10 lists uh, that are insane and crazy. And to... Uh, in tribute to our newest triple here, Ariel Johnson, tonight's unpromoted top 10 summer list is her top 10 Twilight Zone episodes. It appears that Ariel Johnson is a huge Twilight Zone fan. We're going to get to know exactly why she is a Twilight Zone fan. If you did, you thought you knew everything about Ariel, we're going to learn even more about Ariel all night tonight. It's Ariel night. It's going to be fun. The phone lines are open as always. 215-923-9776 That's 215-923-WPPM and you can always follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Black Tribbles, Instagram at Black Tribbles, and also join the Tribble Nation fan group on Facebook. As always, we start off with uh, some news and stuff that you can you can use, and we're changing things up a little bit here. Since Ariel came in, she she brought with us a whole, a whole wave of changes. She said, "Well, I'm in the building, so we're gonna do it this way." I was like, "All right, sound good." That so is not true. So <laughs> bullied us. We're all from no. jump. <laughs> So Don't believe it. We're changing things up. We're going to be taking turns, giving out our, our news stories. And uh, today is Jason, the Spider Tribble, Emac, and myself. We have stories to share for you um, at the top of the top of the show. So we're going to kick things off and throw it over to the Spider Tribble, Jason. What you got? All right, we're going to talk about a new game that launched uh, in May: Detroit Become Human. It's an adventure game developed by Quantic Dream and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for the PlayStation 4. It was released worldwide on May 25th, and the plot revolves around three androids. Kara, who escapes the owner she was serving, to explore her newfound sentience and protect a young girl. Connor, whose job is to hunt down sentient androids and Marcus, who devotes himself to releasing other androids for servitude. Now, they may survive or not, depending on dialogue choices that shape the story as, you know, customized by the player. Think of it as a, a super interactive choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, the same people involved with that did games like, like Heavy Rain and stuff like that, where you have to, like, walk around, and whatever actions you, you do change the storyline mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and it mm -hmm. may affect someone like the other characters that you play because it cuts from scene to scene mm -hmm. so it's like watching a movie like you know this thing is going down with this character over here and maybe something that you do here like you say you leave an item on the street 
like on the corner over here, you might have that character, you play as another character at some point, you might walk by and see that same item. Picking it up now changes the story because now you're the, that character holds that special key or whatever is necessary. And this one has like a very like political vibe to it, especially when you play as like Marcus. Um, and it, it's just really dope. And the visuals are, it's Blade Runner-esque. If you like, okay. if, if you want to know what the story feels like, it's like you're controlling the the storyline of Blade Runner because hmm. it's in that kind of futuristic world. Right, right. It's like androids and all that stuff, and some of them are going rogue. And you're like this one scene uh, uh, in the demo, you play as Connor, the one uh, android, and he's a negotiator. And one of the ro- helper robots that was taking care of this little girl goes rogue. And he has her on a rooftop with a gun to her head. Mm. And he had killed the family that he was in. And you have to figure out a way to, your job is to talk him down and uh, save the girl. Now, if you take too long, other cops might get shot or harmed or killed, whatever. And you may say the wrong thing. And there's hundreds of ways this story can play out. So you could play it and everybody is alive. I could play it and, like, two cops are dead. Right. You and, and Kenny, you could play it, and the the dude is dead, the sentient robot that went rogue, and maybe even the girl dies. You know, like mm-hmm. so, and that it's adaptive, yeah, and it changes the story as it goes on. So if you lose, like major, like if you fail your mission, because that's what it sounds like. If the girl died, you you fail. Do you lose and have to start over, or is it it just changes? It the depends story? on what mission, like what part of the mission it is. If it's like something super crucial. Then, all right, that could that could be a that game could over. be something to be a game over. But your character could even die, and the story still goes on with just the other two. With just the other two. Oh, okay. Do you get to change who you play as them? No, based on the scene you're playing, it's just like a movie. Like you're playing scene one where you have to play as this character going through this situation. Scene two is this other person in another area. Oh. And then somehow they all tie in together into this massive world that's, you know, completely interactive. That's dope. What's the rating on this game? It's really grown. M.A.? It's grown. I, I would give it an M.A. I think, I think it is uh, rated M because it's, it, it has adult situations and, and it's graphic. It's not like gory, but it's, you know, people get shot, people die. And it came out uh, May 25th, so it's out there on PlayStation 4. And it's it's dope. Yeah. I, I love their games whenever they make one. So, get it. All right, all right. So that's available where all everywhere better it's video games. You can even get it digitally on the PlayStation Network. Okay, dope. There you go. And, and what was the name of that again? I'm sorry. Uh, Detroit, Detroit Become right. Human. Yeah, yeah. I see I see that being turned into a movie. So. They need to. It's good enough that it's a movie. <laughs> it feels like a movie. Yeah, so, I, I definitely yeah. see that com- becoming a movie near you, coming your way. Oh, and that'll be interesting because, uh, you know, uh, Simone Mystic, she actually is from Detroit. She's a Detroit native, so. Oh, yeah. She's always looking for projects. Right. She would be dope in that, you know, get her action on, get, you know. <laughs> Misty Knight and that John. That'd be insane. Yeah, that's why I liked Heavy Rain because it took people don't even realize it, but Heavy Rain took place in Philly. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. 
Like it I was supposed well, to. It clearly, whoever engineered the game had never been to Philly. No, no, but they they, were, they went to Philly. They just never lived in Philly. Yeah, because they had straight up like I I didn't realize it because I one scene I was going up this highway like just walking up a hill, and a bus went by. I was like, yo, that looked just like a Scepter bus, and then like I went somewhere else and like. The dude, like, he divorced his, his wife, divorced him, whatever, and he was living in straight up. It was, like, 46th Street. And I was like, yo, I know that mural. Like, I know, like, it's... And then next, you know, I looked on a map, and it was straight up Market Chestnut Wall. I was like, yo! Straight up Philly. They, they take it serious. All right. E-Mac, what you got for us, buddy? He's got to be safe first. Yes. Always keep Wrap your... it up. There you go. There you go. Cover it up. So, <clears throat> I definitely heard that. Shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, over the weekend, I watched the the new Flatliners. Oh, the remake. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, the remake. So I was kind of like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was. It's supposed to be a sequel. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a remake. Uh, so no, did I. Keeper like Sutherland was in it, and he was yeah. like an older doctor. He was the same but character, just older. Did they call him by the name? I didn't. Rec- I don't remember the name. I don't even think they addressed him by a name because he when, was just like kind of addressing the class. But okay, I didn't even realize yeah. that. Okay, that makes sense then. All right. Uh, still, it's not ever. Whatever. <laughs> it was okay, but that kind of got me thinking about remakes. Um, so I heard that Jamie Foxx is going to be Spawn. Yep. Yes. So that got me kind of thinking, like, all right, do you want to remake this? And is it going? But on the other hand, it could be better because the original is not, you know, that widely loved, you know, received and stuff. Yeah, it's it's it has pockets, but it's you know, loosely a cult. It cult has a fan base. base. Right. But outside of that, you right. know, people that just be like, eh, I could take it or leave it. So I'm interested in it. I would I would see that, and I do like Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. you know, and he is Academy Award winning. So you know, I definitely believe he got the chops. Um, I think in this is one instance where you know, if you gave it another shot, it could uh, land better with audiences. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. So I, I definitely think that this is a rare instance that I would be looking forward. To a remake of something. See, my only thing about Spawn is that two things. Well, two things make me hesitant about this one. Um, I like Jamie Foxx, so I'm definitely interested in seeing Jamie Foxx in it. However, from what I understand, and I know it's going to be a Blumhouse production, but from what I understand, the Spawn creator, Todd McFarlane, is actually writing and I think he's in uh, talks to actually direct the film. And I've never known him. As far as I know, he's never directed anything. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? So I'm iffy on that. But it is, he's finally sitting there. I like when they sit down for the source material, at least. No, and and, and I can appreciate that. And, but I mean, the first mo- the first movie definitely was ripped from the source material, so that wasn't the problem with the first movie. <sighs> that wasn't the problem, the source material. Um, but the other thing that makes me iffy on that is that in, a, in an interview, Todd McFarlane also said that his plan was for the Spawn character to not be seen in the costume that much at all, if if any, in this film. And to me, wait, wait, without wait, the costume, what? he's not spawned. He, he, so they just want Al Simmons like burnt to up movie? and looking like a bum. 
I guess. <laughs> like, he would be, like, in that transition period and never, or maybe at the end, making the final. I think the story is still being still being written, but that's at least his thoughts going in. Because, because it's going to be Blumhouse, he wants to lean more on the horror edge of it. And I think there's the belief that you, if you put Spawn in his in his costume, which is decidedly like superheroish, despite its chains and stuff, it's got the big cape and cow and mask and everything. Pimp that, collar, exactly. That kind of puts it. It's the shroud. It's not a cape. It's a shroud. It's pimp coat. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> tomato, tomato. It 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 puts a shroud of superheroism on this film that he wants to kind of keep locked Limit. In, in in the horror world. So I can see that and I definitely think that with things like New Mutants there's definitely more of a vein to explore those different genres with a quote unquote superhero character. Yeah see but you know what as much as everybody was looking forward to New Mutants because the, yeah. the, the first trailer looked like it was like creepy and hard like real suspenseful and scary right. The word on the street, anyway, is that because you know they pushed it back till next year. Yes. And the word on the street is that they pushed it back to next year because they want to actually take a, a lot of that out. Oh. They want to maybe defang it a little bit. That's that's the word. Nobody knows right now, but they are definitely like doing some reshoots. Oh, that's unfortunate because I was actually really looking forward to right that because that was uh, I think it's the the demon bear or mm-hmm. something what it, what is what it was supposed to be and which was a very like horror um, horror esque type story story with super powered people right um, and I you know it's I mean because we have so many superhero movies it's nice to see when they try something new um, yeah I hope they're not wearing it down. You know yeah, I, mean? I didn't. Like, I didn't. I knew they pushed it back. I didn't know that was on the. That's the rumor. The I mean, who knows if it's if it's true? And I know that probably hurts you because it does. Fun Ariel fact, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Ariel, you know she's an amalgam head, but ha- her let's say triple logo is an X because first and foremost she is an X Men fan. I am. True and true, right? True and through. There are things about X-Men that I know that I don't know why I know that. Mm. It's like, I know that to be true. I don't know why I know that. It's just, I just, I have absorbed all the facts. Like, like, like what? Like, you know, like Wolverine's shoe size or something like, like that? Like, you know, I know people's heights. I know, you know, just. And what Storm's height? Uh, she is 5'11". I was about to say. I thought she was over six feet. No, no she's 5'11". Her, her that's only her heels and her, her hair. <laughs> Her. Oh, so she, she and originally, you know, she kind of has like a little pomp. The '80s, you know, yeah. was right. That yeah, in that. pomp with the was in with that. the crown, uh, the tiara. Because yeah, that dancer made it like six eight. <laughs> <laughs> but she's only five eleven. I mean, only five eleven. That's still that's pretty a, yes, tall. That's a tall. That's that's a tall that's supermodel woman. height. Yeah, that is. All right. Okay. I have the size foot of a five eleven person, but I'm only five four. What's the what's the the foot size of a five eleven person? I wear a ten. What? I have a whole grown woman's foot in this little body. <laughs> Jason, what does it mean when a little woman has a size 10 foot? The people, the people who need size 10s can't get them because little people get everything else and then they get the shoe size too. <laughs> I, t- my- I bought your shoes, Kennedy. I'm sorry. All the time. Get on my daggone nerve. It just means they have, have a big heart. That's <laughs> what <laughs> so that means. It means I got rubbing to do. Uh-huh. How you doing, FCC? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> nice seeing you. Enjoying the show? Enjoying the show? <laughs> yep. Cool. All right, so I have one story that I want to share from you. As 
fans of uh, our G-Town radio show know and the uh, Black Tribbles know that I am I don't read a whole lot of books outside of comics and stuff. Um, when I do read books, they're one of two kind. It's either a biography, I like biographies, or it is the Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, which is He is so serious, y'all. Yo, this book is the greatest book ever told. He's got several volumes. I, I have at least 10 volumes of With this, reprints. Of oh, this wow. 30 volume book and it really is like little factoids and stuff. I think I even gifted uh, Eric with one uh, uh, one time. No, I don't have... Oh, yeah, let me hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can't have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Give so, that back. So it, it's really cool and I just got uh, one of the most recent editions, the um, 30th anniversary Old Faithful Bathroom Reader. I'm in the midst of reading it. And as you can see, all of my pages that I have my face left off with a piece of toilet tissue right there. You can see on Facebook Live. That's, that's real toilet tissue right there. That's 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 Charmin. Um, so. For his delicate bottom. Yes. So. <laughs> but in reading this, I, and I got this like maybe a couple of weeks ago. I came across this cool story that I was like, yo, I need to share this. With the with my troubles and especially Eric and I was hoping that Randy would be here too because the two of you are huge coffee drinkers. Y'all are big time coffee drinkers, right? Quite. Like like how many cups of coffee you say you drink a day? One when I'm paying for them. If like one of them is free, then like you know maybe like two, but I don't go in. Oh, you don't go in like Randy because Randy Randy goes in. Yeah, like no, 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 like um, because I'll get like one. Usually, yeah, I usually make like one a day. You know, maybe like one at two o'clock when I'm leaving the bar or something like that. But okay, you know, whenever I feel like one. All right. Well, this, but yes, often. This story is for you, Eric. Alrighty. Despite its complex flavors, did you know that coffee blends pleasantly with whatever is added in, such as milk or flavored syrup? Did you know that? Yes. This is also true for monkey saliva. One of the most annoying pests facing coffee farmers in Taiwan are the Formosan rock monkeys. Have you ever heard of them? I, I have not. I'm not familiar. Well, these these monkeys, they love to pick coffee cherries as they're growing, getting like a, a caffeine buzz off of them, right? Okay. But then what they do is that they spit out the coffee beans that are inside the cherries, and then they, they keep it moving. No one knows why. But one of the coffee farmers, one of the growers there, discovered that the beans that had been spit out by the monkeys and had monkey saliva all over them made for a brewed coffee with a pronounced vanilla flavor. (laughs) The farmers have started collecting the beans, but there's a relatively small amount of monkey-sucked coffee out there. So some years... So some years... There's a harvest that is as low as eight pounds, and in other years, there it could be as high as 600 pounds. And because of that, the cost to consumers per pound for this coffee is $56. Per pound? $56 per pound wow. of this monkey saliva coffee. Beans are ground. It doesn't say. I don't know. Okay. 
I don't. Probably, but it's like a specific brand. Yes, it's it's a specific brand. It's called. Okay, I was just going. I thought you were going to tell me that this guy gets weeded into like the greater bean population of coffee, and that at some point in my life I've drunk in monkey monkey sucked bean coffee. Right. No, it it actually gets grounded into Formosan rock uh, coffee. But wait. Do they say anything about, like, does it get roasted? Does roasting, I guess, sterilize the bean? It doesn't say. The monkeys sounds be like, like, like an outbreak situation. It's like, did y'all not see that movie? Oh, um, oh outbreak. The outbreak. Outbreak. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't want no monkey coffee. That's crazy. You don't want any monkey <laughs> you know, coffee? No, monkey I, don't. No. I don't want any that, saliva in my coffee. I don't want my saliva in my coffee. No backwash. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody, <laughs> That's a no, rule yeah. in, in my country anyway. Sorry, first world problems. But... You know, around here, that's a concern. You're not curious about about what the Formosan rock coffee tastes like? No. <laughs> There's a I, I can uh. get like hazelnut or vanilla, so I I can get vanilla in my coffee Eric, already. I have a cup of the Formosan rock coffee right here. I got this book like a couple of weeks ago. I ordered this. You can order it online. You can go to their website. I have it right here, Eric. This is. I wanted it to be Randy. <laughs> I wanted it to be Randy, but Randy's not here. Right. So, Eric, I have you. Have, somebody has to tell me what this coffee tastes like because I don't, it don't have to be me. I don't drink coffee, so I can't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, me neither. <laughs> I'm not appreciating no saliva. Sorry. Come on, come on, Eric. Eric. Yeah, I'm good. Eric. I, I, I thanks. I'm gonna pass. All right, all right. How about we flip a coin? Like so, heads he drinks it, tails you drink it. <laughs> okay, I don't drink coffee, so I won't appreciate the flavor. It ain't about that. I'm telling you, I ain't gonna appreciate it either. I'm telling you now, monkey saliva. All right, let's let's flip a coin. Who got a coin? I'm I'm broke. Yeah, I, have no <laughs> I got a coin. All right, I don't I don't I don't believe Eric. You 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 actually not going to drink the monkey saliva? No, I'm not. But it's not like it's saliva in there. It's brewed coffee. Like if the triples were competing. And there was another house here about whatever, and yeah, and the game was on the line. Y'all probably could count on me, but this no. <laughs> what is, so what does he get if he drinks it? Exactly, like no, like no, this ain't fear factor. You just, you get the, I'm not going to do this just to tell Lynn what it tastes like. You, I see, but you would get the satisfaction of knowing. Exactly. All right. So funny story. I'm broke too. I have a dime. Can what, that work? They got a head and a tail. I might. I might have a quarter. Hang on. It just it does seem, be like a dime seems whack. This is this is really embarrassing. You just hard to get the center this gravity how, on this how, can all right, the la- the ladies and quarter. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you support black podcasts <laughs> because we can't even come up with change, all right? We out here struggling. I'll flip the coin for y'all. Alright. Alright, so Lynn is heads and uh Jay is tails. Typically. Alright. Yeah. If you right. put something on it, I'll try it. What's you something? What's something? Meaning what do I win? If I try it, you don't win nothing. The pride of you get your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's hard out here, right? Guess who keeping this quarter? Quarterback you get for the monkey quarterback. spit. Whoever drinks it has to keep the quarter. What kind of monkeys? It's it's the Formosan exactly. rock monkeys. It's the Wakanda monkeys. Let's rock monkeys. Has anyone has anyone pulled these things up? What do they look like? Formosan rock monkeys. Yes, Formosan. F O R M O S A N. Rock monkeys of Taiwan. The Ta- the Taiwanese. Yeah, Taiwan ain't known for their coffee, dog. I say, or their monkeys. No, <laughs> but they're, no, they're known for their monkeys. They they got some dope monkeys. Oh, is it the monkey? Is it the little monkey from uh, the Hangover? 
Formosan what? Formosan rock, rock monkeys. monkeys. Rock. Ew, they ugly. Look at that nose. Oh, That's no. racist. <laughs> it's the pink-faced ones. They're the pink-faced Formosan monkeys. rock macaque. You ain't said nothing about it being a macaque. Why oh, that's that a deal breaker. Because that sounds like spit. Like <laughs> that's how they make them. They, they say their name they're, like they're Pokemon. Gross. They be like macaque. They're gross. Macaque. <laughs> macaque. <laughs> macaque. Attack. Macaque. <laughs> just spits coffee beans at you. I don't believe nobody's going to try this coffee. What if you look at this little baby one? He's kind of cute. Oh, you're, you're not going to try it either. I push yeah, it out the tree. That, that, the the that is the hangover monkey. No, it, no, I don't think it is. No, it's not. He was like black and white one. He was a capuchin. I want to say. Now all of a sudden we know our apes. All right, come on, let's. Uh, nah, everybody know monkeys. All now. of a sudden everybody we know, know our primates. Know I grew up on wild crabs. What you talking about? Um, All right, flip this call. It's exactly. totally erroneous because it was the Crap Brothers before it was Wild Kratz. Also true. All right, flip this coin. Let's flip, flip this coin. Flip the coin. Look, this, this, this is the picture the of it. Well, that's the possessed one. No, All right, so it's spitting out, this is it spitting out the coffee bean. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's I'm getting a reach around from somebody <laughs> like, hey, are you done with that bean yet? He's like, <laughs> 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 He doing macaque. Okay. All right, let's flip the coin. So it's I got heads, Jay's got tails. His heads. Why is it heads? Hey, <laughs> that's why I like the because it's your bright idea. That's why. Go ahead. Put your mouth on. Get that macaque coffee. That macaffey. Mm. See, he doesn't know because he didn't drink coffee. Well, you can taste it's, if it has. It's, I mean, it smells like coffee. I, I don't. I don't. Smell Did you brew it right? I don't. I, I hope so. Oh, see, that's where he meant. And it's probably black. It is black. Oh, yeah. come on, bro. Drink nothing like black. You, I don't come like on. You're behind the mic. I don't I, like coffee black. I, I live it. Now, where? I love, Ooh, I I mean, love you don't like drinking You got to talk directly into the mic, area. Come from behind the mic, because that looked like you trying to be sneaky. Oh. I don't know. It's just I've been, water. I've been butt naked in here. I do not. <laughs> That's also true. I remember that. Yep, she was here for that. I was here. She was here then. It tastes like spit. He, he doesn't does like it coffee. It like a loogie. Well, yeah. he just doesn't. Is that just I black coffee? Is, is nasty. I don't like so, coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm hella curious. Coffee, okay. I, don't, I don't like black coffee either, so I don't know how you think I'm going to be helpful. I'm hella curious. There's sugar in the other room, isn't there? Yeah, but I mean, it tastes like coffee. It actually actually is less of a coffee taste than like most coffee that I taste. So it's watered down coffee. That's even worse. Well, I don't know if it's watered down. I yes, it is. Know. It's watered down coffee. Like, I'm telling you. I'm letting you know. Right, give me a sip. Give me a sip. Pass me the cup. Let me get a sip. Pass the kvassi, yeah. Yeah, pass the pass the macaque. Somebody pass back the macaque. Don't run, we come in peace. That's right. Smells like coffee. Formosan rock monkey coffee, ladies and gentlemen. Made with monkey saliva. Why I smell the joint? You smelled the wrong thing. Go ahead, put it in your mouth. See, it's got little spots of it up top, and I can't tell if that's just because of the oil separating from the beans, which happens when something's hot, or if it's actually... A backwash? Yep, that's Len's lip <laughs> grease. Oh, Len, Len left some... That's <laughs> Len's lip grease. Yep, Len added his saliva to the mixture, <laughs> making it stronger than before. It is tri- monkey tribble. Oh, that's gross. There's some melalin in there. Sure, I can't put no sugar in it. Cream, something. No, 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 no. no, no. Just, do it, str- just do it strong. Go ahead. Yeah, don't like hide the flavor. Just do a shot. Just do, a, do shot. a shot. Just do a sip. Oh, 
And you know, she loved that monkey spit. <laughs> <laughs> you drink it now. It's it's like very watered down coffee. Yeah, it tastes like a little watered down though, right? Yeah. Approved. <laughs> I drink cat spit. I drink cat spit. Before, so it's not that different from monkey spit. I what? think that's a story. Oh wow! No. <laughs> you don't just you don't. It's drop. not. That was Wednesday. It's I, I went, not even a story. Look, I took the. I, I snuck one of my cats into a club, and I was just like, "Yo, I'm gonna sneak the cat into the club." Got into the club. They're like, "Who that?" I was like, "Yo, that's my girl." And so I had to kiss the cat to prove it was my girl. They're like, "Hey, you can't kiss that in front of everybody. You need to get a room, buddy. Right. Wrong cat." Okay. Now come on. Now come on, E. <laughs> three of the tribbles, three out of six tribbles have tasted. <laughs> <laughs> and Jason's already transforming. <laughs> that was too for me. Just like, oh. like the fly, but I'll be a macaque. <laughs> <laughs> what what is a macaque doing West Philly? Just right. sit in the corner. Just be on flinging the- poop and spitting seeds. I mean, aside from the fact that it, it's like it's like watered down coffee, I feel I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Just fall uh, over. What if I just like rip my <laughs> mouth open, just like ah, like just like pull the back of my head back. Just... It tastes like coffee. You made it right. Do you, do you taste my mouth in there? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not his mouth. That's Lynn's lip crease. <laughs> <laughs> just now it's everybody's mouth. The monkey. It's not it. as bad as regular coffee is black though. Yeah, oh, I could drink so that. It's, it's I, definitely not as strong. I can okay. drink that. It's a little. Yeah, the, the beans are watered so, down. They somebody... got the good flavors off first. Going through things like seeds oh, at a wedding. That's why it's watered down, all the saliva. Yeah, because ah, they sucked it all off. And it right? <laughs> don't say that. I don't like that imagery. So um, do you source for rocking my monkey rock, monkey macaque? We do cough? not. Okay. And we will not. Adam Malcolm. All right. Sure, Justin, you still got my minute, business. Because now you can call it like the a Black Tribbles blend. <laughs> no, don't call No, no. Or, black Tribbles are not or, taking no, no credit for No, you can call it the Gorilla Grod. Yeah. People are like, why? Came out of a monkey's mouth. Like, <laughs> what was the other? The other? Um, I like it. The other, other, other ape, um, supervillain in the DC universe. He had a giant. The, oh, man ape. Man, man ape. Man ape. No, man no, ape. No, 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 is, no, is, no, 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 no. The ultra humanite. You talking about ultra humanite? Yeah, he was the white one. Yeah, right? the ultra yeah. humanite. Yes. You're thinking of ultra humanite. Yeah, Manape is uh, uh, Marvel. Mbaku. Mbaku. Girl, let me tell you how I found this dude. Oh, it might be his bit. What if it was his bit? I wouldn't. Well, that's yeah. different. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Ariel said, give me a straw. Hoist, <laughs> not a hoist, not <laughs> a drop. Not a pound, not a drop. <laughs> mm. You've been moist. Are you say. brewing? I have to, I Are do. you brewing? Here's one thing I will say. I don't like coffee. I bang with it. That actually wasn't bad. I bang with it. It actually as, as, just keep this right here. As coffee goes, like I don't like coffee. Like I don't like coffee cake. I don't like coffee ice cream. I don't like coffee at all. That actually I, the bad. only coffee I like is Pam Greer. <laughs> oh. oh Jesus! Mm, right? True. Uh, right. I have a Hot, I have a Pam Greer um, trading card, and she's sitting on like a lounge chair, and all she has on is like the old 1970s basketball socks that came up to your like your covered. Came up to your knee, calves, and that's all she has on, and an afro. That's a good uniform. Yeah, that was a good year. That was a good year. You lost a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, got Popeye arms. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just all forearm. Just, just all forearm. <laughs> Thin arms everywhere else. No, no, nothing. Just nothing. Just, just Popeye. Oh, every time I think of Popeye now, I think of Robin Williams. I think of that, that, uh, shut down um, animation that uh, uh which McCall from a uh, Dexter's Laboratory was working on. The uh, Gendy Tartowski was making a film. It looked like a. Like a Pixar film. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. a Popeye one. That show was banging. He did like a short, like to, to market it. It's the most beautiful animation I've seen. And I was like, this is gonna be great. And they were like, nah. Speaking, of, speaking of beautiful animation, before we get into our top ten lists, our top ten Twilight Zones. Uh, what are I, you raising your? No, no, no. I'm just excited about cartoons right now. Okay. <laughs> speaking of beautiful animation. Um, Ariel and I were blessed t- today to take in some beautiful animation of our own as we c- got a sneak peek and saw Incredibles 2. Two. Oh, that's right. Two, 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 two. Yo, I am sick and tired of not getting these emails. Uh, oh, oh. I have, I have complaints. <sighs> Sorry. Well... We saw Incredibles 2. How was it? I don't even want to hear. I don't even want to know. Thank you for letting us know that you saw Incredibles 2. What's next on your list of stories today? Jason, do you want to know how? I do. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Some of us are trying to stay spoiler free. We're not spoiling it. We're not spoiling it. We're professionals. I don't want to hear your opinions. I don't want nothing. (sighs) Go ahead, Ariel. What do you think of Incredibles 2? No, it was good. It was, um, it, I felt like it... Uh, maintain the same caliber as the first. Um, you know, it, it, like the the first one, there was a lot of wonder in it, uh, especially like with the kids um, being able to really experience their powers. So that aspect of it is kind of missing because now we know these characters, but it's just, it is a solid story. It's fun. Um I do like how the uh, the focus is on Mrs. One Incredible. character. In, okay. Oh, well, sorry. no, no, that's in the trailers. Yeah, that's like in the trailer. Like, she's the star of the movie. Yeah, like, it's like you, she's, you. she's going back to work. I only said that because it is in the trailer. Like, oh, she's going back to work. Um, thick. But, yeah, she is also very mm. thick. We were, thick. We were also discussing her possible parentage. Because <laughs> there's a lot back there. Mm. But, um, but, yeah, but just, um, you know, again, so it was a, a superhero movie that was centering on um, a woman, yeah. which is really dope. Yeah, and 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 I, all I'll say is that she does not disappoint. No, nice. She, it, it's. Yeah, it's I fun forgot to watch. that was that was. She does not disappoint. The animation does not disappoint. The action does not disappoint. The and the story doesn't disappoint because it's smartly, while definitely for all ages. Is not like it's not a children's movie. It's a superhero film. Film first for, for everyone, right? Right for every that everyone can enjoy. Right, young and old. Yeah, know. and it nice. literally picks up where the last one left off, and I mean literally. All right, well, that sounds right. It was really good, and I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, the it, and it's great. It's truly great, but the short film that oh. comes before it. Oh my god, it's it's amazing. When does it come out? It comes out June fifteenth. Mm. So right. that's next Friday. Yeah, yep. Not Friday. long. Not long. 
Next Friday. Go check remember it out. Remember back in the day when they used to make us screen movies and they'd be like a whole year before they would... Yeah. I remember I had to cover uh, Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. And I covered Devil's Rejects and found out they were like, oh, the film doesn't come out to another year. We want to know your feedback. And then because we had like a special Q&A one I went to, like like direct uh, Rob Zombie was there. Like, it was like a whole thing. And then next, you know, they changed they changed the movie. Oh wow! From our feedback, they and he they did that. He did that again with well, uh, Halloween. But that sounds like it's a different type. That's a different type of screener. That's yeah. actually like a testing. Yeah, because like he did that with Halloween. Like the version of Halloween I saw before it came out was like way different from what actually the theatrical the release. Yeah, different ended and everything. Hmm. I heard they're remaking Halloween again. Yeah, they are. They're remaking Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yep. Starring your favorite boy ever. Who? Do- Donald Glover. Donald, Donald Glover. And you know, he's going to be Willy, gonna be Willy, Willy Wonka. Wonka. Oh, okay. He's going to be like, this is, he's like, this is Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird because we, we just got that, though. Because like, that's Johnny Depp stuff. It's the remake nobody asked for. Yeah. Aren't most of them, like, nine out of ten? Now the the one with Johnny Depp was more of an adaptation of the of the book. Yeah, because that was more aligned to the, to the actual book. book. Yeah. So I have an idea that this is going to be a remake of the Gene Wilder John. Which so is, is this like, one actually going to be called Willy Wonka? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it's the remake of the Gene Wilder film. I'm I'm upset. They I'm should just called it the Chocolate Factory. This is my chocolate life. And then they were like, "Oh, because he's black." <laughs> <laughs> true that. True that. Mm-hmm. True chocolate. True chocolate. True chocolate. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are. Let's see. Let's check the time. All right, it's nine forty-eight. It's the. I'm sun. really tearing up this monkey spit. What? Are you still drinking it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm be awake for like a week. Right. right. <laughs> so I'm craving a banana. That's right. why. That, that's why you saw those monkeys. Like you know. Yeah, right? They they dying to get some sleep. <laughs> like, these beans is killing me, dog. But I can't stop eating them. I can't stop. <laughs> Junkies. Junkies in the jungle. Ariel. Leonard. Oh, Lord. Wow. I'm sorry, Len. He is in trouble. <laughs> right? There was a tone there. Mm. There certainly was. No, um, that's just how I like to say Leonard. Mm. I like how you say Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying myself over here. Cold 45. <laughs> Why is it that you are such a big fan? Well, where did your d- devotion to uh, the Twilight Zone start as we kick into our top 10 summer and the top 10 Ariel's top 10 Twilight Zone episodes? Um, You know what? It's one of those things... I couldn't tell you the moment, um, but I, it's definitely because of my mom, um, because my mom was a low key, like sci-fi nerd that I would have never called her that. Um, but I was, uh, doing an interview, um, and they asked me, you know, were asking me questions about you know, my mom and things I, I did with my mom. And, and I just started like rattling off the shows that I would watch with her. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying quantum leap. I'm saying red Good dwarf. 
Um, even Star Trek, I'm not really into Trek, but I I did watch Next Generation because my mom watched Next Generation. Um, and did you say Red Dwarf? Your mom watched Red, Red Dwarf? Dwarf. And wow. that, and Red Dwarf is my, I love Red Dwarf. Wow. Uh, we actually have like, uh, it was her collection um, and, and um, after her passing, it's my collection because my sister's, that's not really her thing. Um, but we have it on VHS. Like all, <laughs> like the whole yeah, series. The whole box. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was just so and and uh, she really just like sci-fi stuff. But again, I would never peg her for a nerd, but she definitely was. Um, and so even on my list, I have an honorable mention because it's not my favorite episode, but it was you one of it was, your it was one of her favorite episodes. Um, so, so do you, in thinking back and realizing that your mom, oh my god, this my mom was like this geek that loved like sci-fi. Um, um, do you know why it, it it resonated with her so much? Um, or y'all never really had that opportunity. Yeah, we never really talked about it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, and that's why I say she was like a low-key nerd. It's like she watched a lot of, like, even um, X-Files was like a big show. Like, wow. you know, she needed quiet. You had to, you know, like, and she was like really invested in these shows, but she didn't talk about it outside of viewing it. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I never had like. So y'all would watch it, but not then not even talk about what you've watched. Yeah, not, other than like, oh, that was good. Right. You know what I mean? We we weren't like sitting down and necessarily breaking down the themes. Right. Um. Except actually, in in this one episode, um, th- she did talk to me about that one, but that wasn't a that wasn't the norm. Well, what was that episode? What um. Episode? So that episode was to serve man. Oh yeah, that's like one of the most famous ones. Yeah, and she, um, she just, she loved it because, um, well, clearly, you know, the theme is is talking about the the arrogance of man. Like, so you really think these beings, these from another planet, came here for the sole purpose of serving you, like that you deserve to be uh, served and worshipped, um, and. And at the end of at the end of it, because of your um, because hubris. of mankind's yeah hubris and willingness to believe that it really it leads to your demise. <laughs> and, and and so you know to serve man, it has two meanings. And and you know at the I guess we're allowed to. I mean, well, spoiler alert for people that haven't watched all of the Twilight Zone. Yeah, you've had like Don't 50, spoil you've had it like, for but me. You've had like fifty years to do it. Yeah, this is a fifty year old show. I think we're. Don't spoil it for me. Well, not for you, Jay, but for right, everyone It was else, on my watch list. We're going. So, yeah. <laughs> so, spoiler alert for the episode of Twilight Zone, To, to serve, serve Man. man to Serve Man. Yeah, because To Serve Man is the name of a book, and it's it's a cookbook of how to prepare and eat man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so it's like, so they... Um, but man thinks it's like, you know... To serve them. Because I think in the episode, they have, like, uh, linguists, um, you know, doing algorithms to, to understand the language. Like, they have a book. And I, and I think they translate the title first, and it's like, oh, to serve man. So, you know, immediately they're like, oh, they want to they wanna serve us. And then at the end, they... Um, or during the episode, there's this invitation that goes out for people to leave Earth and go back to them, to their planet. Right, um, and, and to be fair, the the aliens are basically telling, you know, like the government and everybody that will listen, that you know how much better their Earth, their planet is, and how they do things on their their planet, and how they can make the even deserts, you know, um, flourish with with vegetation and 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 stuff like that. So they, they they're laying it on thick. Yeah. 
And it, and it's so the the woman who's actually um, working on uh, interpreting it, um, she realizes at the end like that it's it's it is a cookbook, it's an ingredient list. So she's like, I think one of her friends had just decided mm-hmm. to take the trip, so like she rushes to the. Um, uh, the not airport, but I guess the space yeah. station thing, and is like you know, don't get in there. It's a cookbook. Like it was just, it was just, it was just like wow. Yeah, don't get caught up. Yeah, yeah, that was don't it. get on the boat. It it it's a trap. It's a trap. And that is one of the more famous. Yeah. So so that one was your your mother's favorite. That was my mom's favorite. Um, and again, so putting Twilight Zone on my radar because you know I'm I'm younger. You know I was born in the '80s, so that show was long done and over with. Right. For so for that to even be a thing, um, and and I know I and then I got into um, I'm trying to think. I think it's the the sci-fi. Every New Year's they yep. do a Twilight Zone marathon on New Year's Eve and, and New Year's Day. Yeah. Um. And and I, I I think it was just as simple as that. I was like, oh, a Twilight Zone marathon. Mommy liked Twilight Zone, so I'm gonna watch it. And then just you know it it just sucked me in. I I like things that leave me feeling unsettled. Um, you like feeling unsettled? Yeah. And and I'll, so I'll call you late at night. And just, <laughs> just breathe on that, the phone. That that would unsettle me. Hey, hey, there girl. you go. Hey, hey I'm hey, here girl. for you. I, all right. I'm here for you. Thank you. <laughs> Ain't no problem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so things. Uh, so and and specifically, I guess it's a lot of horror ask anthologies because uh, are you afraid of the dark? Oh, uh, yeah. It's still solid. There are episodes of really? that that I gotta watch something else after that just really? unsettle me and. And American Horror Story, I haven't loved every season, but every season leaves me feeling unsettled, and I just right. I like that feeling. I don't know why. Okay, it's weird. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I, I it is like this sick uh, compulsion. It's like this makes me really uncomfortable. Let me do it again. Did you ever watch Tales of the Crypt? I did watch some Tales of the Crypt. That was my joint, but not a lot. I mean, and again, I watched that with my mom, and yeah, man. I wish she was here so we could talk about it. It's like, how are you going to be a low-key nerd? But I definitely watched I watched that with my mom. Um, I tried to get into, what was Rod Sterling's other one? Uh, the, the Night, night, uh, night that, Gallery. Yeah, night Gallery was not good. Yeah, I couldn't get into that. But then um, I watched some of Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, so, that's so my jam. Segue, right not there. a whole lot, but this one episode that really stuck with me was an episode where a woman wanted to lose weight. And it was like this... I don't know if it was like an ad on the back of a newspaper or like a uh, uh, infomercial or something, but it was like, oh, you know, order this earpiece and it'll help you lose weight. So she orders the earpiece, puts it in, goes to a restaurant and she hears the food screaming like, stop, please don't eat me like as you're cutting it. So so it was like this really traumatic thing. And, and 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 I don't maybe she didn't order the glasses separately, but then it also had glasses. I can't remember if it came with the earpiece or she ordered them separately. But again, if you heard food screaming, why would you say, "Let me order this next thing"? Right. Let me watch so, them so, buy. Yeah. So maybe so maybe it came together. I can't remember because it's been a while. But um, she put on the glasses, and after she put on the glasses, like the food was speaking to it. It had little faces, Face. and you know, and she had the earpiece in so she could hear them. So she was just talking to them, and they were like, oh, you're our friend. But then, of course, she gets hungry, and she tries to eat, I think, the banana. And the banana screams. I'm like, why would you do that? And she, she's like, I'm so sorry. You're my friend. And she sews her lips shut. 
Like she takes a Whoa. needle and thread and sews her lips shut. And then, you know, fast forward, she's dead on the table. The fruit is rotted, of course. And she's like decomposing on the table. And I was like, that was some stuff. Wow. That is the episode that, again, I've only maybe seen it once or twice, but it like stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I feel like after that, I was like, no more. Um, uh, no more. What? Uh, shoot. Uh, Tales from the Dark Side. I was like, this might be a little bit too much. Oh, that was like my favorite show. My mom used to put me on it. Mom Dukes is probably watching. She used to put me on all that horror stuff. And like, it was yeah. either horror movies or Disney. <laughs> that was, like, that was, was the combination. That was the wow, combination. She was a real zero to sixty yeah, type of lady. Yeah, she would watch Tales from the Dark Side all the time. We would watch like and all then Winnie the Pooh. And then no, no, like Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I got to balance it out somehow. Wow, that's in, that's incredible. Yeah, that story you just told that was a little. I love Tales from Dark Side. Yeah, they had really dark freaking, endings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, and that's when I was like, Ooh, I don't know about because I I don't know if I felt I felt more than unsettled after that like that just hit me on another level i was like oh no and the part that bothers me is like sewing your mouth shut doesn't take away hunger so you're still just sitting there hungry looking at all this food but they're you could have like took off these glasses <laughs> to be like yeah but you know <laughs> just real slow motion i definitely would but, but and yeah, then but, just act like i can't hear you but you know or just like alive. play the music just turn the music up so you can deafen out their screams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you bought the ear, please, and you're using it, you're like, I ain't going to waste my twenty nine ninety five. then you're going to do what you got to do, right? Oh you're God. just going to eat less. So you want to, you know, food management. You can't just cut food off cold turkey. Every dietitian knows that. So you got you to gotta scale it down gradually. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen... It's the top of the hour, and let me tell you that you are listening to WPPMLP Philadelphia. And here on the new Black Tribbles, the top of the hour means this. This top of the hour, which means that it's time for this week in D. This week in geek history, to kick things off, because I couldn't choose just one, this week in geek history began a slew of blockbusters for the summer movie season, particularly in 1984. Why 1984? Because it's the year I was born, being (laughs) selfish. (laughs) In June of 1984, uh, moviegoers saw not one, not two, not three, but a whole slew of themed films for the nerd genre. Uh, Kicking it off at the beginning of the month of June 1984 was Star Trek III, Search for Spock. Get things going. Next up, we had Ghostbusters. Remember Ghostbusters? I just rewatched that, John. Was that 1984? 1984. Still holds up. First one. Second one was in 89, guys. Yeah. Just rewatched them. You didn't realize that? It was in, in It. You saw it in the background. And there was oh, that's one right. Of the movies right. that there was in the but, I mean, but that came out like in, in well, I guess, June. June right? 8th, 1984. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Gremlins came out in June 1984. We all remember the Mogwai. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Asian-flavored fantasy, we've got The Karate Kid. 
doing cool things. Wax on, just wax watching on. that over the weekend. Waxing on no, and waxing, waxing off. off. We've also yes. got Top ah. Secret, which was, I think, Val oh, Kilmer's the... first movie. Wait, what was it? Top Secret. Oh, that oh. was that spoof movie? It was, a, it's that, a, it's a, it was an action spy spoof. Yeah. Tongue-in-cheek jab at every spy movie action movie ever yeah, it was weird it was great better than um i will say uh oh what's the one that oh, uh, michael keaton did no oh. no uh michael keaton johnny dangerously johnny dangerously yeah johnny dangerously wishes it could be top secret yeah, it's one of those uh and last but certainly not least on my list released in june of 1984 for your viewing silver screen pleasure will be conan the destroyer Ah, oh, good ones. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, is that Grace Jones? The second one, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah. And uh, my favorite no, one, Chamberlain, right? Yep. Yes. Uh, that that Super Triple is not here to have my back on. Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai was released in June of 1984 as well. Ah, uh, it. it, it, it. Is that where your love affair with Jeff Goldblum uh, began? No, I was much too young at that point. My love affair with Jeff Goldblum began in Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh, uh, that's a couple of years later, right? Yes. Yeah. I didn't understand at the time what those feelings were. <laughs> <laughs> I was much, much too young, of course. But uh, rewatching anything that he's done since then, it's like, oh, that's what those feelings were. Randy would say this is heresy, but I will tell you that maybe, and maybe you do it animated just because it is truly a cult cult classic but i think buckaroo Banzai deserves to be remade because i've tried to watch that film a bunch of times and it's cool ideas but it just i find it real it's boring. dated it's real dated and yeah i definitely like spaced out somewhere in the middle yeah i like it's cool i like the idea but i'm, I'm not focused. i think maybe animated it it, 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 would, it would completely it lose its luster there is no way but it, no, no, no! It'll be a whole. It'll be a whole other thing. I don't know if this movie needs to be redone because the the brand of humor that makes Buckaroo Banzai Buckaroo Banzai is what makes it a cult classic. One, um, and and what discerns it from the rest of the the sci fi adventure comedies that were coming out at the time. What makes what makes Buckaroo Banzai give you all pause is why it cannot be redone. In the same way, different genre, but in the same way that Blazing Saddles can never be redone. Yo, like that. Yo, that, you read my mind because I was just about to say that. I would love them to do a CG one that looks kind of like like a Sony Pictures animation mm-hmm. of what of, of Blazing Saddles because <laughs> I want an, I want it to be so ridiculous. No, they don't need to. An extra. They don't just need to extra remake. offensive. They don't need to remake. They couldn't make. They could remake that movie if they tried. No, they couldn't. No, it'd be so watered down. <laughs> yeah, they should not try. You can do that now. And not only, even if they chose not to water down it, there's nobody out right now that could hold a flame to any of the performances in them. Even the background. Yeah, even actors. They, yeah. in that movie were just like. Yeah, there's nobody right now that they would do, do something dumb like cast Scarlett Johansson as as yeah. Tilly the 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 Twitter the twi- whatever modeling Madeline Kahn's character. Yeah. Lily. Lily, Lily von Stupper. Yeah, <laughs> Lily von Stupper. Um, yeah, Chappelle would be the closest thing you get to. Chappelle would make a good, a good, uh, and take Cleavon Little's place. Yeah, Chappelle could do. He that. he would have been a great Bart ten years ago. Well, yeah, because he now, so, now he's so he's now so he's steroids. He's steroids got him. 
And, you know, he'd be sitting there pontificating <laughs> <laughs> instead of cracking jokes. Right. But thank you. Thank you, Kennedy, for uh, this week in geek history. Thank you very much. Debut of our new feature, a new weekly feature. Next week, stay tuned for more. For next this week in geek history, I was totally going. You took like my my sails were fully bullowed and ready to just take off and explore, and you were like, not, "It was a nice." So intro. you mad? You got a whole drop produce for your you. segment. <laughs> the only triple with a drop. Yo, I put down, uh, I talked about a, a possibly award-winning game. Like, we, we dropping knowledge over I here. Just, I, you you know, got a segment. I, she I, got a whole joint. I prepped. And be like, I prepped. Thanks with anyway. Music, with no music. thank you. With I, music. I, I sorry, prepped. not sorry. That's all I'm saying. I prepped. I got it. Go ahead, Jay. It sounds like right. a right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, alright, you next, Hobbit. Yeah, Hobbit right. 2. Right. <laughs> like, I didn't even get a name. It's like, alright, you. Okay, but are your segments weekly? No. Did you say thank you? No. No. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I thought your drop was nice, Lynn. It was, I'm not it was, saying I need one. I'm not even saying we got to bring back Max Perspective. I'm just saying <laughs> I appreciate your drop. That's all I'm saying. I appreciate your drop. Wow. Yeah, it was, I, it was I nice. I appreciate the drop. For somebody well. that like when you happy, Lynn, <laughs> I hear no kind of... I did, you let all of my air out. I was prepared, and you didn't tell me you were doing that. First Not of all, cool. Ariel was the one that said that she likes seeing Lynn happy. Lynn's never happy with me anymore. You put it in the thing afterwards. Secondly, too. I ain't even. I ain't get no drop, no nothing. I'm up here drinking. Drink your monkey spit. Monkey and shut up. Spit. Drink your monkey spit, and you have no I'm place drinking. to sit. Yeah, I'm like. Macaque. I'm like lightheaded. <laughs> I'm drinking macaque, and like you're, you're drinking macaque. Macaque spit. <laughs> I've been, been working is on it specifically for is you. Is that the name of it? <laughs> no. Macaque. It's the for, f- Formosan <laughs> rock macaque. Yeah. Formosan. Oh, macaque. 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 Whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> macaque in your mouth. C A C K. It's a primate, you guys. Don't be gross. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, uh, giggity. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't spit on your computer. Try not to laugh. <laughs> how do you like the macaque in your mouth? <laughs> I'm going to sit that down. How do you, do there's you, cats, are you, there's caulk, and then there's macaques. Mm-hmm. And there's macaque in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Have macaque in your cup. <laughs> cup full of macaque. <laughs> are you enjoying it? Take a sip. That's how you start the day with some macaque in your mouth. <laughs> macaque in your cup. Macaque in your mouth. The best part of waking <laughs> up <laughs> is macaque in your cup. So you so you bought a pound, or did it have like the Kool Aid two quart size, like for one cup at a time? Yeah. How like, much could you get a K cup of this, or you have a pound of this in dude, the house? How much macaque you got? <laughs> and all the beans all faded because I know they got a dark brown. It's a blonde roast. That's why it's a real <laughs> I know these beans ashy. Just pull them out and just be like, yeah, these definitely been sucked on. Uh, just look like dry seeds, right? <laughs> Let's get into it. The top 10 summer, ladies and gentlemen. Ariel Johnson, the newest triple, who uh, come at the end of the show will be uh, taking on a new triple designation. What? Uh, yeah, she has been thinking long and hard about this. Well, one. Shut up, Lynn. 
Well, one, yeah. she, she's actually... <laughs> 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 no, no, but seriously, she, she's um, taking on... and I, I think she's taking on two new triple designations. And the reason being is because we all have our, our own tri- our triple designations. And then we have um, designations that are geared toward the opposite gender. Like uh, uh, Master Triple, Eric... Your opposite uh, triple designation is Ahsoka Tambro. That's right. So, <laughs> and Kennedy, your opposite for Storm Triple is Mjolnir Triple. Exactly. I, because no one's worthy to pick me up. I, I, oh, I don't have that's one. deep. I like that. <laughs> I like that, and I did not know. I didn't know that was your opposite. Yep, that's deep. So, what um, does Underoos Triple? That, that's all I got. No, it was supposed no, to. No, you're female. You're female. I didn't one. have one. No, you. I thought you did. Everybody one. did. No, he didn't have one. I thought you. Did. I this thought George was man shown triple. That's right. But is that opposite? Yes. That's what you took on. I man mean, you know, I was, that's because I cosplayed as man shown. Yeah, that's opposite. And that's why you did All it. Right, man shown triple. All right, just make sure. Well, if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd she touch me while I'm drinking my cat? But you're. You, <laughs> drink that macaque. But you're right. As you point this out, <laughs> drink some more macaque. Isaiah, just keep moving. Isaiah's uh, Super Saiyan triple. You don't have an opposite triple designation, so you're going to come up with an opposite triple designation tonight as well. All right, okay? cool. We'll give you that uh, opportunity. But, AKA Chichi. <laughs> what? Yo, yeah, you could be Chichi triple. What's Chichi? I like Who's that. Chichi? That's Goku's actually pre- Chichi Go- Rodriguez from Two Uncle Who Thinks he- Everything. Julie Newmar. No, but he's Super Saiyan triple, so. Goku's wife Her's better half is oh. Chi Chi. Oh, and okay. it's also prison food. <laughs> and he is prison food. <laughs> wow. I, you are, I, I, I was with you until prison food. Because yeah. I don't oh, you can be believe in eating triple. anything in prison. <laughs> yeah, in prison, so my mouth shut. Okay. Prison right. food triple. So, Isaiah, you will come up with <laughs> your opposite. <laughs> All tender. You're you're supple. Oh my god! You rub your leather. <laughs> you tenderize. You must moisturize. What you, you will use? come shea butter. Isaiah, <laughs> you will come up with your opposite triple designation. <laughs> but Ariel also pointed out that there was another reason why you were thinking of changing amalgam triple, or at least adding to it. Right. So all that to say, I'm not I'm not relinquishing amalgam trouble. Yeah, don't um, nobody come scooping in yeah, here. Yeah, don't try. Don't, uh, don't try. Dang it, I was about to scoop it up. Because you don't want to romp with me. Oh. Um, you don't. I'm I'm scrappy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you almost made me curse. <laughs> did I almost, did I make you spit out your... Yo, like, scrappy. <laughs> regurgitated, regurg. All this monkey in my mouth, man. But, whoa. <laughs> Whoa, whoa! Getting dizzy from it. But um, no, because because everybody else's designation um really speaks to like where their nerd lies. Um, and so like when I was on the show back in 2014, 2015, 2015. Okay. Um, I I picked the amalgam triple, and it and it made sense because I was on there talking about amalgam and you know what it was going to be and all that. But now as a core triple. I felt like I should have a name that really reflects like where my nerd lies. Because, uh, you know, I, I love Amalgam, and Amalgam is a big part of me, but I was a nerd before Amalgam. So, that makes sense. So, well, you I know, get what you're saying. Gateway. Right. Arguments validated here, here, seconded. So we will give Ariel and Isaiah 
the opportunity to take on their new triple designations come the end of the show. But first, we're going to kick. I it. cannot wait to give my opposite designation. I'm so excited. Really? For the reaction I will get. All right. We can't wait for that. But we're going to kick off the top 10 summer as we get into Ariel's uh, top 10 Twilight Zone episodes. And if you want to chime in or have commentary, ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are open. 215-923-9776. That's 215-923-WPPM. Call us live here on air. Ariel, did you, now did you put them in order? Cause it took, I did. Oh, cool. I know, and that took me a little bit of time because there are a lot of good ones. There's a ton of good ones. There's a ton of good ones. I have things like I just pulled episodes that I knew I loved and then dwindled dwindled it down from there. Okay. Um. So there are a couple that I had that I was like, you know what? They actually don't make like the top ten cut, but I nice. I, got, I did it. You got some honorable mentions. I'm not gonna. I did my one honorable mention. Um, which is did, your, your which, mother which, to serve which, man to serve man, which was my, okay. my mom's favorite. Um, and then I put the rest in order from ten to one. All right, so let's go with number ten. Number ten is Mirror Image, uh, and I, I think Lynn is likes this one too. Um, and so just a quick, I have a quick synopsis of the episodes. While waiting in a bus station, Millicent Barnes has the strange feeling that her doppelganger is trying to take over her life. Um, so this one. Um, it's basically this woman in a bus station. She looks up and sees a woman that looks exactly like her from her, the clothes she's wearing to her luggage. Um, and it's this episode where she puts her bag down, then goes back to get the bag. The bag's not there. She goes to the, the, uh, the clerk at the bus terminal and is like, did I leave my bag here? And the guy's like, you already checked your bag. You've been over here before. And she, and she was like, I've never been here before. And he was like, I just talked to you. Go sit down. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's this really eerie thing. And it, there's a scene where she goes into uh, into the bathroom and looks up and she sees the woman in the mirror. And then she turns and she's not there. So it's just this whole idea of being replaced and being replaced with your with your um, exact, like, clone. And, and, and so... Th- that freaks me out, this idea that someone could come and take your place and nobody even realize you were gone. And it's just something about that that just, like, unsettled, like, you know what I mean? And it's, right, right. And it's like, who, who, who is this person from the other world? And so, actually, at the end, she is replaced. I think she gets trapped in the mirror. Yep. Yeah, she gets trapped in the mirror at the end of it. Um, and then... You know the her her doppelganger gets up and goes off, and then the same thing happens to a guy. So it's almost like this invasion, like in this bus station, people are being swapped out. It's just it was it wow yeah it's it's very very creepy. It's very creepy. Yeah, and especially considering like you're talking about the show is from like the what late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, it, it's Rod Sterling. I think was like prophetic. Like some of the stuff that some of his episodes, like again, not everything made the list, but you know, uh, when he did an episode about the plastic surgery and just all this other stuff. And it's like, Holy crap. You know, right. hashtag Rod Stone was right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I like that. Now, before we go on, did other people, cause we put it out there for people, if they had like favorite, uh, twilight zone episodes, they wanted to chime in on or anything like that, you know? Um, so if you have, have one. We'll do like a couple from Ariel, and then we'll we'll check in with Jason and Eric and and Kay, and I definitely have like one or two that I want to talk about. But this is it's the Ariel show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We're our new newest triple. So what you got for uh, number nine? That's actually what's a good one. Um, mirror image. Um, so the next one I have is Ring a Ding Girl. Um, Ring a Ding Girl. Yeah, and I think mm. this was wasn't, the... that, wasn't she in an AC last week? Mm. <laughs> yeah, the Ring a Ding Girl. Yeah, she was out there tripping. <laughs> 
She out there tripping. <clears throat> Did she ring ending? Mm-hmm. All right. Twice. With, with macaque in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. Uh, you're, you're away from macaque. <laughs> he always is. Uh. Guys, guys, you're pronouncing macaque wrong, okay? Uh, oh, 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 sorry. Please, please, if you're going to put macaque in your mouth, make sure you say it right. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, say it with the chest. It's a monkey. You, you started this one. It's a monkey. It's a monkey. Yes. That's why he kept saying Makaki. He, he FCC won't let me be. <laughs> let me drink these beans. <laughs> it's not Makak pee. <laughs> Number no, so go ahead. All right. Uh, so Ring-A-Ding Girl. And I believe this one was uh, the last season. Uh, Twilight Zone ran five seasons. Right. Um, so this is uh, one, one episode in the last season. Um, movie star Bunny Blake receives a ring from her hometown, which is giving her warnings to come home while she flies across country. Oh, so this one, this woman's like, she's a, uh, uh, she is a movie star. And so she's off in like Hollywood um, and she's about to get on a plane. And before she leaves for the plane, she gets a package and it was like a hometown gift because she's from a small town. You know, everybody knows everybody. So they collectively sent her this ring and it's like this, um, well, it's black and white. I, in my mind, the ring is blue, but it, it's like this big stone. Mm-hmm. And when she looks at it, she kind of gets mesmerized and then she has this uh feeling like i need to go home so she um diverts her travel plan and instead of going you know wherever she was supposed to go she goes back home um and throughout the episode she keeps getting like almost episodes where she feels like lightheaded and will like kind of stare off and she gets the idea to put on it oh uh they were supposed to be having like their town fair um that everybody goes to and she instead decides that she wants to put on like a thank you uh, performance for the town. So she's going to do like a one woman show um, at the fair or like no, at not at the venue. front in an opposite venue. And so people mm, split the crowd, yeah, so, bad money. So people were, you know, it was like, well, why are you doing this? This is the day of the fair. Don't do that. And she was like, no, I just have to do this. And she she goes ahead and does it. Um, and while everyone, because uh, most of the town actually goes to see her, everyone goes. Uh, to I think it's at the school gymnasium or something like that. Right. And there's a plane crash in the field where the the where the uh uh the festival fair. the fair would have been. Right? And then the news report comes out about the plane crash and in the plane crash it says yes and Starlet uh, uh what's her name again? Bonnie. Starlet Bunny, I mean Star Starlet Bunny Blake was amongst the people that died in the plane crash and everybody was like that's impossible she was just here right she was putting on this one woman show but so the plane that we see her on she was actually on and that is the plane that was going to crash and kill basically the town um and she went on like this spirit walk and was able to like materialize wow to save them like it was just like it was so Again, just kind of like creepy, just leaves yeah. you feeling like, holy crap, that was insane. And again, it was like the the uh, the ring was kind of the key. And, 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 and that's always interesting to me because in this case, it wasn't like a cursed object, but it's like a magical object. Mm-hmm. And they never explain really what it is, where it came from. Why does it have the attributes that it has that allows it to do whatever it does? It's just it's just that's what it is. And right. you have to. <clears throat> just accept that like and stuff like that freaks me out where you don't know the origin of something it's mm-hmm. just this thing that exists and can affect your world yeah that's a good one yeah that was a really good one i remember that one i remember 
I think the reason why that one stayed with me is because one of the first things, the, the the main thing about dying that I that scares me is just, and I, I don't know what you will call this, it's just the thought that, you know, if I died someplace and nobody knew about it, you know what I mm. mean? That it, or that my death meant nothing, you know? And that episode was like, you know, in a way it was like her death, what she made something out of her death by saving all the people in her in her town. You know what I mean? I I thought that one was like real, real creepy, man. And I think I remember watching that one late night in a in my basement. I used to watch Twilight Zone like or used to come on like eleven, twelve o'clock at night on PBS or something like that. And I'd be downstairs in my basement. And I stupidly were watching them in my basement with all the lights off. Yeah, so, can't do that all the time. Yeah, because then when you turn it off, turn off the TV, there's no lights. Well, and, and the other creepy thing about that episode, if I'm remembering correctly, there was evidence that she was actually there. I think her coat was still right. there. And her sister had her coat. And she was like, she was just like. She was, yeah, it they're, was they're all like, they're like, we just here. You know what I mean? We just like saw her. You right. Know what I mean? Like, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm still dancing to this music right now. Exactly. You know what I mean? That uh, is creepy. That was that that's that was a really good one. Right, and her plan would have took out her hometown, like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, huh. All right. Um, and so and then for number eight, the hitchhiker. Oh. A young woman driving cross country becomes frantic when she keeps passing the same man on the side of the road. No matter how oh, fast whatever. she drives, the man is always up ahead, hitching her for a ride. Going my way. Going my yeah. way. Nope. Yes. Nope. That, oh, my God. I remember that. Nope. Remember Sorry. That. So, they remade that Car trouble. Episode. Gotta go. Oh, and in the re- yeah, in the movie. They, they've yeah. Done, yeah, they they did that in the movie. Was it in the movie or when they did like the new series? No, it was in the movie because okay, in the well, movie the... it's like three episodes, and they did that when they did the one with the little boy. Like, I don't like you very much. Right, that right. one, yeah. And then Nightmare I at twenty thousand feet. Yeah, they did that one too. Which... Oh yeah, and yeah. that was disappointing because I wanted them to do new like new ideas. It's like you're just especially yeah, because movie. especially because I mean, given There's so many people who haven't experienced. Right, and and I feel like Twilight Zone is still solid. Like, you know, of course it was in the 60s, so the effects still aren't yeah, way, maybe what we're... some of it, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, I think it holds. No, I don't think yeah. it's something that you need to remake. I think you can get it from watching the original. It's mm-hmm. like if you're going to redo or, you know, revisit Twilight Zone, you should tell new stories. Yeah, so... Um, anyway. But anyway. Well, yeah, so The Hitchhiker. Yeah, so this one is kind of... Uh, uh, sixth sense in the in the uh, the way that the the woman is actually dead and she doesn't know she's dead. So while she's driving across country, there's a car accident and she dies in it. But she doesn't know that she's dead, so she's still in a car. She's still driving. But here's the thing: she's still interacting with the real world. She picks up um, a, a, a sailor or mm-hmm. it's a, a, a navy guy who's like home. Um, and you know he thinks she's crazy, and it was like and that one. I think she just kind of leaves her. He was like, yeah. "Oh, you're insane! I gotta go." And he, but she still keeps seeing the man, so she um, is really freaked out. You know, she's trying to rationalize it, like if if I pass someone and didn't pick them up, but somebody else picks them up and they're going faster than me, could he still beat me to a point? Like she's trying to rationalize it, um, and then she gets to the point where she um, stops to call her mom. Um, and she, you know, says, I want to speak to my mother. My name is such and such. And the person on the phone is like, what are you talking about? 
her daughter died. She died this afternoon. You know, oh, how, you know, how dare you do that? Like, that's so cruel. And then it's like she said, like, after they said that, she said this feeling of, like, calm washed over her. So as she's driving and she sees the man, she picks him up. And he's, like, going my way. And it's like, I, I feel like he was death, like he was the reaper. Right. Um, and so, again, it was just, like, just Yeah, because I think she even bloom. said yeah or something like yeah. that. And she finally gets in. Yeah. 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 That was a, actually, I was just reading, like, behind the scenes on a lot of the episodes. And I read this, like, a while ago. Is that in those days when they used to do like driving scenes it was almost always fake or on like a sound stage you know like that so if it was a real car it was just driving onto a sound stage or it'd be like a fake car with like the fake scenes and everything like that but that episode they actually shot on the road with the actual actress just driving and she was literally and the reason why they did that was because her time was short because she had to get someplace. So they filmed it while she was literally on the road driving to where she had to go. Oh, wow. So that, that I, for some reason, that, you know, that sounded cool to me. Yeah, that is cool. You, like, you always like practicality, Lynn. <laughs> I do practical effects. They're the best. Yes. All right, for time's time sake, let's get, let's get uh, two more. Let's get, to, get you to your top five. All right. Uh, then number seven is what you need. A small time crook plans to exploit an old street peddler who has the uncanny knack of selling people exactly what they will shortly need. So basically it's like this little old man, a very unassuming man. And basically he's a precog. So he can see, you know, the, the possible outcomes of your future and he peddles stuff and he peddles the things to kind of keep you on your path. Um, so, uh, there was a woman, he sold her a tonic, um, and there's a man in the uh, restu- restaurant that she's in that spills something on his tongue. She's like, oh, yeah, I have a tonic. And clearly, like, they kind of meet cute or whatever. Um, and I forget what he gives. He gives something to the man, too. And I forget what it was. But basically, he gets the man gets a call about a new job. Um, and I don't know if he gave him a quarter. Or, no, it couldn't have been a quarter. I forget I the thing that he gave him. But basically, it was the thing to help him get his job. Yeah. Um, and so then this crook sees him and is like, you know, old man, you've got the gift or something. <laughs> you know, he, he believes in the supernatural. So he's like, give me what I need. So he he basically starts pursuing this man. So, the you know, gives him one thing. It works out in his favor, gives him another thing, gives him another thing. Um, but is getting like uh, increasingly belligerent and the man is um, scared for his life. And so th- the last time that the man asked me, give me give me what I need, he gives him a pair of slippery shoes. Uh, and he's out, I think, on a rainy night on yeah. like a cobblestone street. And the man is trying to uh, ends up trying to chase the old man and slips in the road and gets hit by a car and dies. And then the and the old man was like, you were going to kill me. A pair of slippery shoes. That's what I needed. And I was like, <laughs> like that again. I remember that, that was such a good episode. That was something. So wait, so he gave the peddler gave the slippery slippery shoes to the guy. Yeah, to the to the to the okay, like the crook dude that was like harassing him. Okay, that's why he slipped in the street. Yeah, so he would get hit by the car and be killed, so that he um save himself, save himself. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. That was a really good one because you didn't see that coming. Yeah, you didn't. That was really dope. I like that one. I give us another one. Number six, the after hours. A woman is treated badly by some odd salespeople on an otherwise empty department store store floor. So this is uh, I forget her name, but it's uh, 
a little blonde woman comes in with a thimble, I think, and she wants to return the thimble. And somebody gives her instructions to go, I think, to floor six. Yes. Um, and, you know, they take the guy takes her up to floor six. She gets up there. There's nothing on that floor um, except like the thimble. And there's a, like a woman up there, and and I think her name is Marsha or something like that. And and she's like, oh, I'm here to return this thimble, and it's just all it's all very weird. And she she keeps coming. Uh, she has to she leaves and comes back to the store. Only this time she talks to somebody and she's like, well, I need to go. Oh, is she buying the gift for her mom? I well, whatever. It involves a thimble. Um, and she goes up to the goes back to say, oh, I need to go to floor six to for this thing. And the person's like, there is no floor six. And she's like, "You no, there is a floor six. I was just on floor six. And it's like, no, there isn't. And so floor six is a magical floor where the mannequins come to life. So there, at some point she gets back to the floor six and then the mannequins start like talking and moving. They're like, hi, Marsha. And then, you know, mannequins and dolls moving that's never a good look get out of there so she of course is is freaked out but come to find out it's like they these man these mannequins are magical and they take turns leaving so i think they each get a month and so Marsha or the i believe that's her name is late so she and i guess maybe the thing that they are this kind of in their mind to buy is the, the trigger so that they come back. Yeah. But basically she believed her, you know, her life and she believed that she was real. Um, and so she, when they remind her who she is and, and the woman who she sees when she goes to return to Thimble, she was like, you know, you're late. It's my turn. So she leaves. And then, you know, she's at the end of the episode, you see the woman that we are with at the beginning of the story, a mannequin just in the store. And, I, and the guy who told her there was no floor six sees her at the end and is looking at her like she looks you know, like that woman I just saw. So it's just, it was again, this freaky yeah. thing where she's a part of this like magical world and forgot. And- because what you see is th- th- that when she went there the first time and someone told her to go up to the sixth floor, that person was actually a, a mannequin. mannequin. Cause you see him represented as a mannequin up there as well. Right. And it's, re- there's a real creepy image when she does go up there the second time. And she's like, I told you there was a sixth floor and the girl's talking to her. And you see, it's like from overhead in the in the store, all the mannequins that were there in this room, just standing there, they all just start walking towards her. Yeah. Like Man, if that ain't every piece of horror like that ever plays in my mind every time I walk by statues, I'm like, yo, I'm like, I I'm good I'm good with you, Rod Sterling. Get off my TV. I, I don't I don't especially as it's black and white. I just so- he threw a shoe at it. Yeah. Either shoot his TV. He's like, go away. Leave me alone. A funny story. I actually, one time I was like rewatching that episode. Uh, my roommate was with me. And I don't know if she had dozed off or what, but she woke up and she was like, what is this? This is terrifying. And she was like, <laughs> she was like on the couch doing this weird thing. It was like, what is happening? It is terrifying and maybe not something you want to wake up to, but it was just funny. Yeah. We still joke about that. Man, that's, that, was, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one was real creepy. Really? So that that was six. So that so that's the top five. That's the top five. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does anyone have one that they want to go ahead, Jay? Um, well, I have two that I really like. Right, no, um, let's go. Let's go. The, the, probably one of us on, on her list. But, I, yeah. she, you mentioned one of them. Uh, I was uh, I the Beholder. 
That was oh. the one where the girl wanted to be beautiful, so she went to get plastic surgery, and she was obsessed with wanting to be perfect and beautiful and all that other stuff. And she gets, like, the surgery done, but not done. Um, and they were, she, her whole, the whole time, her face is wrapped up. So you don't know how, what she looks like. All the doctors are sitting there with their masks on and all that stuff. And she finally gets, you know, the procedure has been done. She re- removes the mask or the, the the wrapping and all that stuff. And she's, like, gorgeous. And she's like, what? Like, like it didn't really change because that's how she was. She was already beautiful in the first place. And she was like, what have you done? Or something like that. And then, like, they remove their mask. And she comes to find out that, like, everybody's, like, grotesquely ugly. And they look like weird half-pig, half-man yeah. things they, they, with, like, melted kinda, faces. Like, yeah, yeah, like, they had all kinds of stuff going on. And it comes come to realize that she's in... They throw her in, like, the slums to be with the other ugly people because it, she's in an alternate reality where what we would consider frightening and ugly is the beauty and what we see as the beauty, what would be like the model-esque and beauty, they're known as the ugly, deformed people. Right. Because yeah. the, the dude who actually comes to take her, they're like, we're going to take you to a special place where you'll be more comfortable. And the dude that comes and get her is like this, you know, dark hair, blue-eyed, very handsome man. And it was just like, huh. Just, it's just interesting. And then you find out that everyone in that little, like, like ghetto or whatever that they threw them in, they're all like models, right? But that's the ugly of the world. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was. It, it was. I thought that that's one of my favorites. And then the other one is, uh, what is it called? A talking doll, baby doll. Oh, oh the, what the like? I'm going with Telly tell Savalas. Is Telly the father? Yeah, he's the father. Telly Savalas. Kojak is the father. And he takes this doll from his daughter because she's always talking to it or something. And he's like, you need to, like, grow up. And she's like, eight, dog. Like, I don't understand, like, how you so mean to her. And then she goes to grab the doll. And he's all, he kept th- trying to throw away the doll. And the doll kept coming back. And at one point, he's holding the doll. And he's like, why won't you get out of my life or something like that? And then, like, the head turns around and is like, that's because I'm trying to kill you. And I was just like, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, what? It was like Chucky before Chucky. You know? And, I, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I was just like, yo, this is crazy. And he was like losing his mind. Yeah. And then at one point, the doll, like, appeared on the steps while yeah. he was going no, down the stairs. Him. And tripped, tripped him, him. And he fell down the stairs and died. And then the little girl found the doll and kept the doll. And she was like, I love you forever or something but like that. But she's definitely, the doll is like the, the eye line of the doll is looking at the, like the dead. Yeah, yeah it, 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 was, it, was, it was creepy. It, yeah. was, it was done really well. Uh, uh, the Living Doll. That's living, the doll. living Doll. Living, doll. living yeah. doll. That's the episode. Like, plus I like Kojak. And it was just like, <laughs> it was just like a nice, just, that was a dope episode. Yeah, and that yeah. doll was creepy. That doll was creepy, but it was a pretty doll. Like it was like your stereotypical, like you know. Yeah, it wasn't little, a baby doll. It, it, yeah, it was like, a, like a toddler sized doll. Yeah, yeah. And she had like a little frilly dress, and like, and like he tried, it didn't look scary. It was just like a regular doll. And he like tried to burn it. Yeah, he, burn he tried it. to cut it up, throw it in the trash. He did like everything he could. It was pretty much like what they did with Annabelle. Exactly. Like he was trying to just Annabelle get rid of play on that. Right, but Annabelle's just like creepy looking. 
Right. This just looked like an unassuming, just like toy, and then it just turned on him. Was like, nah, bro, I'm trying to take you out. <laughs> and then he was just like, for real though, and just like, <laughs> 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 he just threw it. And then it was like, I'm coming to get you. Got you on the stairs. Now you're dead. Like, yeah. Um, did you have one? Anyone else have one? I I don't. I I when I did my research and I saw like the black and white, so I'm like, no, I've never seen any of the originals. Oh, really? So like maybe like some of the stuff from the '80s, but like I don't they, remember they any of that. Yeah, right. They, yeah, they yeah. brought it back in the '80s. I remember. But that. um, yeah, maybe like I could join in some Tales of the Crypt stuff. The power no. of the Twilight Zone will now be steeped <laughs> in it. Was, question. Was this Tales from the Dark Side or Twilight Zone? It was like an episode I really loved of all the horror stuff I used to watch. Um, it was about this pool player. They did a Twilight Zone, black and white Twilight Zone. Yeah, for, but this Klugman. one, Yeah. And he was like the world's best pool player, and then he come to find out like he was like trapped forever. Yeah, like, because he wanted to. Beat because he the wanted world, to be the best, and now it's like everybody always wants to beat the best. So now you have to stay here until somebody somebody challenges you, you right. and you can only be free from limbo until someone is better than you. But he's so nice that he's gonna be trapped forever. Forever. Right. Um, there was one where this dude goes to this. It, this one's in color. It was an '80s one. He goes to this like bar, plays pool against this woman in red. And she's up there like, hey, let's bet. And like, she's like looking hot, you know, wearing a little mini dress. And she's flirting with him the whole time. They're playing. And she's like, you want to raise the stakes and this, that, the other. And they're having like, it's it takes place in this one room, just like the original Twilight. Mm-hmm. And they're just going back and forth. And then somewhere at the end, she like goes to try and kill him. And then his pool stick, he just like twists it and goes pop, pop, and stabs her. And No, this was not a Twilight Zone. And it comes to find out that like a vampire she, hunter. Was a, she was a vampire and he was a vampire hunter hunting her down. Mm. Oh. And like the dude not- who the dude a dude, another dude pulled up in a hearse to take her away. Like, and that's where she would go and she would play pool against dudes and kill them, like, drink their blood, like, whenever they lost. That's how she hunt. Yeah. I was just like, yo, that is so if you dope. Lose, I get to bite you. I right. It was, it, was, it was crazy. So you're playing for your life and you don't even know. Yeah. I don't know that one. Um, time is getting short. So, Ariel, let's run through your, your, your last five. All right. So, number five, a night call. Telephone calls begin to haunt a disabled elderly woman. This one. As freaky as blah 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 blah. And so it's, uh, this old woman is getting you know what, which seems like prank calls. Like she'll answer the phone and it'll just be like, oh, oh, like moaning, like uh, like ghostly howls. And she um, gets a couple of these calls and she lives by herself. She's elderly. I think she does have somebody that drops in on her, but this is happening like at night when she's by herself. Um, and she's getting, you know, more and more afraid, clearly. And finally, she just tells the person, like, whoever, whoever's on the line, stop calling here. Stop it. You're scaring me. I don't want to call. And then finally, the voice actually forms words and is like, I'm so sorry. I just missed you. I won't call again. And then, like, the screen cuts to a cemetery where a phone line got knocked down. And so it was like the it was actually her dead husband 
who the phone the phone line had fallen over his grave and he was using it to reach out to her. Wow. And then, wow. Yeah, I do remember and that. And then when she real and then she, you know, I forget what his name was, but she was like, Is that you? Wait, come back, come back. And you know, so now like a new form of like loneliness sets in because she he reached out to her and she turned him away. And um yeah, and she cause she tells her nurse early in the episode how he how much he loved her and he would do anything to make her happy. And so basically he was like, I you know, I just want to make you happy so I won't call again. Mm. And so it was just like this it was like so freaky but oh, something wow. about that phone like seeing that phone line over that grade and it was like nah nah right. can like, I text like yeah it's like I love you and all that but I'll see you when I get there it's right. like please don't pierce the veil yeah, don't please. do that yeah. don't do that um, so that was a, that was a good one but I missed you is that Twilight Zone with the 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 old man who was complaining about the kids playing in the yard. Yes. And then you, like, you don't see him. You, you, you don't see him. He keeps complaining about it over and over and over. And then at the end, like, I think a ball or something goes into his, in, is, in his is, house. It, and then yeah. he goes out to like, Play to with yell, at, yell at them. And it comes to find out that when he steps out, whenever it was an old folks home and whenever they stepped outside into the yard, they turned back into children again. Well, well you have jumped my list, sir. Oh, snaps. Number four. I laid back down. Kick the can. <laughs> That's what it was. That was the kick, kick the, the can. can. They were playing kick the can. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it was like this dude was, um, uh, well, an old man living in a rest home thinks he's found the secret of youth in a children's game. So he... You know, it's like an old folks home, so everybody's just kind of slowing down. And so this one guy gets everybody excited, and he's like, you know, let's go play, let's go play. And then there, there's like the crotchety guy who's like, that's stupid, that's a kid's game. And so basically, yes, they go out, and they play kick the can, and the guy goes out, and all of the people in the old folks home are like kids. And and then he comes out, and he's like, wait, I want to play too, I want to play too. And they just kind of stare at him. And and run off without him and just kind of leave him there by himself. That was that was like a freaky one, but they you know found a way to like actually become like children. children again. And yeah, yeah, yeah was, I did like was, that one. It was trippy. Yeah, I've got one before you read it off your list because I, I too have not watched too many of them. I've seen like bits and pieces of episodes here and there. Um, it's the one where uh, Burgess Meredith plays the guy who just wants to read, yeah. and everybody. And their mom is just... I think that's time enough at last or something yes. like that. Yeah, everyone's bothering him. And he's just like, I just want to, I just, just want to read. I want peace and quiet. And I think the world ends. Like some bomb goes off or something and everybody dies but him. Because he's locked in the safe. Right. And he's like, heck yeah, time to get some reading done. Whoop, bam. Trips, his glasses break. And he had like really bad vision. Yeah, so he couldn't even find the glasses on the ground to pick them up and try to like piece them back together and read again. I was like, that's what you get, you crotchety <laughs> mofo. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing about that one is I didn't feel bad for him because he was kind of a, he was a jerk. jerk. Yeah. yeah, you didn't feel bad for him. That's true. But I remember watching that because that was my, that was the first time I saw that actor, Burgess Meredith, in something. Not be the penguin. Not be the penguin in Batman, you know, the nineteen sixty six Batman. So it was like, that's the penguin. I was like, oh, he's actually pretty good. <laughs> he's an actor. He's an he's actually an actor. It was pretty good. Yeah, that's that's and that's one of those like one of the ones when people talk about the best Twilight Zones that they always uh, yeah that's a famous cape up one. for you yeah. know what I mean. What was the other one? Um, the other one would have been uh the the beautiful people one, the plastic surgery John. Okay. Yeah, everybody loves that one. Yeah. They use that imagery a lot. They use that imagery in Pulp Fiction, like, 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 just like 
like when they do like those pulp comics and like yeah, all that. But that story is like a classic story that gets made some type of way. Like almost like any anthology or even horror story or horror like series somehow gets to like the the haunted doll or mannequin or not even mannequin or you might get like the ventriloquist doll. Oh, yeah, there's you go all, through every, the list of people's fears. Yeah, exactly. every every horror show has done a ventriloquist episode. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, hurry up! Let's get, get through a, a couple more because we still got another feature that we have new feature that we have to debut here tonight and then get your triple designation. So all right, roll. cool. All right, so top three. Uh, and when the sky was opened, three astronauts return to Earth after seemingly having made an encounter that dooms them and their craft to to ensure uh, it dooms them and their craft to erasure from existence itself. Um, so basically, when we open, it's these two astronauts. Uh, they're in hospital rooms. There's a, a piece on the front page of the paper about their ship and how they made it back safely, you know, despite the ship crashing and all that. And the one guy's really freaked out. And he's like, you know, do you know, do you remember? And he's like, what do you mean? Yeah, we're back. Da, 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 everything is good. And he was like, no, there's only two of us. There were three of us yesterday. And so there were actually three survivors, three people in the paper. But this particular day, one of them is erased from existence and now it's just the two and everybody's just acting like it was just the two. So we follow that, that one who is aware of the third person that nobody seems to know about. Mm -hmm. And to he, he goes, uh, he's like at a bar and he's in a phone booth, um, like calling his parents and while I think while he's in the phone booth or right after he's in the phone booth, he starts to feel sick, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And then he just fades. And so the next day, the guy who couldn't remember the third person, he wakes up and he's like, you know, oh, I'm getting released today. You know, I'm where's my you know, where's my friend? And they're like, you know, what do you because his friend was uh, I'm sorry, the guy who we watched fade away. He was released like the day before. So the next guy, the next morning looks at the paper that I think that's how he knows and instead of saying two survivors it's only one and it's him so now he's like where is my right. friend he was just here he got released yesterday and they're like no it was only ever you you're the only one that made it back um and then and then finally uh he gets into like this panic he runs from the room screaming and then all of a sudden nothing and then you see the paper it fades and then it's just a completely different story um in the room that he was in you hear a nurse say oh yes this room's available and opens the door and it's like they were never there wow so and again it was after this and something happened in space to just erase them from history and it was just, again just one of those things that's like and in that case nobody remembers you it's like you never existed that mm. and that's a big fear for a lot of people yeah. freak me out big fear, mm -hmm. big fear. All right, to keep it moving, uh, number two, a most unusual camera. Um, when three unintelligent crooks get a hold of a camera that takes mm. pictures of the future, they set out to make a quick fortune with their new toy. I remember that. So basically, yeah. these family of crooks, it's like a, a husband, a wife, and eventually the wife's brother, but they're all like criminal, uh, uh, okay. career criminals. Um, they do a heist. They get this weird camera. Um, that you know, you take a picture a couple seconds and the picture pops out. But it, they thought it was a trick camera because uh, the husband takes a picture of the wife standing. Um, but when he takes a picture, she's not wearing a coat. But when the film, it, it like it develops and pops out a picture right then and there. And when yeah. they look at the picture, it's like a she's, Polaroid, right? Like a Polaroid, she's wearing a fur coat. And they're like, wait a minute, you weren't wearing a coat in this. So it take you know after they think it's a trick. 
trick camera but after using it a couple more times they realize oh this is taking pictures of the future so they use it they go to the track and they take pictures of the scoreboard and basically bet on the winner win all this money go back to their hotel room their um uh butler or is that the word? I'm not butler. Uh, like room attendant. The concierge. Con- yeah. He comes and he uh, like comes to rob them. Um, and I forget why he was so confident that he could and they wouldn't do anything. Uh, oh. He didn't he have the camera or something? Or, no. Oh, I think they took a picture and somebody was dead. Yeah. yeah some, was one some... of the pictures was somebody dead. Right. And they were trying to figure out. How well, it was, I think it was one of them that right. was dead, and they were trying to figure out who did it. Right, Which one did it? Right, right. And that's right. when they started turning on each other. Right, but it basically, he comes and um, takes their money, and and through like a struggle, or whatever. Um, the husband falls out the window, dies. The wife falls out the window, dies. And and you know the guy looks at the the picture, and he was like, "Yep, one, two, and then he's like three and then he trips and falls out the window too so he ends up the the guy who's trying to rob them also wow. dies because all three of their bodies are in the courtyard the the, the uh in the, in the picture mm. so that was again just like i mean all of these are creepy but again this mystical because they leave you unsettled like ariel likes i like i like but it's like in this mystical object you don't get any history on the camera it's just this thing that is mm-hmm. and again can affect our world um and uh, so and then uh, number one, um, my Ariel's favorite, favorite Twilight. My Zone favorite. Episode. This is the one I probably watch the most, which is hilarious because after I watch it, I always have to watch something else. Mm. Um, but I feel like I don't know for sure. But when I this episode seems like it is the inspiration for um, Final Destination. The episode is called Twenty Two. Uh, oh. While in the hospital recovering from overwork, Liz Powell keeps dreaming about going down to the hospital morgue. And the, the it's called 22 because that's the, the number of the morgue. That's the room number of the morgue. And so she has this dream. She wakes up. She feels thirsty. Um, like in the hospital bed, she wakes up, feels thirsty, reaches for a glass of water, misses it. It drops on the floor. She hears this crash. She gets up. She wanders down to the basement to the to the room that's the morgue, of uh, like a very, like woman with very etched, strong features and you know very like creepy and sinister looking. Opens the door and goes, "There's room for one more, honey." And then she screams and runs, and that's the end of the dream. And and so because of this, she's been hospitalized. They're like freaked out. They're like uh, she's freaked out, and her manager because she's a dancer. That's you know that's her profession in this, which was interesting because I feel like she was like a go go girl or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, she was yeah, decidedly. Yeah, she was definitely like you know she might have had some tassels on. Um, <laughs> Gucci Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> but her manager is like you know you're overworked. You need to rest. You need to rest. She's finally released from the hospital. Goes to the airport to t- catch her flight, and she while she's waiting, she was like you know, she, it's kind of voiceover and she's like, there's that feeling again. I feel thirsty. And she kind of steps back and bumps a woman who drops a glass lamp. So then there's the shatter. Mm. Um, and then, you know, so she gets freaked out and she rushes out to get on the plane and the, the, the flight number is 22. Um, the, the stewardess opens the door and it's the exact same woman she saw in her dream and says, there's room for one more. honey." And she screams, runs off the plane, runs inside. The plane takes off. 
explodes in the air. And then I think that's when I think that's when they go to like the board where you can see the right. flight numbers and it's it like the flight 22. number was 22. Mm. And so, you know, so um I I mean and I again I don't know for sure but I feel like that so sounds like Final Destination. I mean, while Final Destination takes it further and actually explores like but you're actually going to die, but like just this idea of like you saw your death and and you know you were able to avoid it right yeah yeah Yeah, that one was that's a good one that's a real good one. and just the pacing of it because she keeps it's and it's funny because she keeps doing the same you you keep seeing the same dream but it doesn't get old it's like more and more terrifying each and every time Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. that one's like well well done i did not see that coming as your number one but that's a good one that's a oh really that's a creepy one you know what i mean um but what i guess it makes sense what you're saying like you know you like the ones that make you feel unsettled, so I can I can rock with you. What would that. you What did you think was going to be my number one? Oh, I had no idea what your number one would be. Oh, okay. I had no idea. I just you know, I I didn't think it would be one of the usual suspects, which it isn't. But I just you know I would have never called that one. Oh. But but that was a good. That's a a really great one. Uh, we're almost out of time, ladies and gentlemen. But we still have triple designations to make. But we have one more feature that we want to bring to you one new feature, new weekly feature to debut here on the new Black Tribbles. And here we go. And now, let's step out into Ariel's garden for some suggested reading to brighten your day. We're in my garden now. <laughs> and I'm looking at Jason because there's a whole lot you can do with that. So we know that's coming. But right. I'm in a hammock. But, I'm chilling. But we're quite pre- comfortable. We'll I feel a summer time, breeze. So we'll leave that until next week. Uh, All right. My featured read for this week is, nice or recommended read, featured read, uh, is called Firebug, a book from Image Comics uh, written and uh, drawn uh, by Johnny Christmas. That is his real name. I've asked him. Uh, uh, the colorist Tamara B- Bonvilling bon bon or villain, uh, uh, letterer Ariana Mayer. It was released uh, in March of 2018. Um, it's this really cool, like, um, mythology book. Uh, so it's about um, uh, a, a line of goddesses where the godhood is passed from mother to daughter upon the mother's death. Um, and it's just really a cool mixing of, like, um, kind of archaic like mythic faith and and also there's um a touch of like uh modern society and it's not our society like it doesn't it doesn't take place in our world but there's like this juxtaposition of of um the archaic with the modern um that's just really really interesting really uh well-developed story um and i actually had the uh pleasure of like meeting and talking with the author and kind of uh moderating a q a with him um so just really solid storytelling and uh, if you like mythology and things like that it's definitely uh, a uh, ugh, sorry it is definitely something that I think you would enjoy and that is called uh, Firebug by Image Comics there you go there you go that is uh, the suggested reading here in Ariel's Garden so mad alright <laughs> I like it back here. It's rather nice. <laughs> right. Let's I'm going to sip here. this tea. 
Let's stay here right, in the garden. It's well, tepid. In the, in the cucumber sandwiches are on point, as the children say. So he can sit in my garden and Jason can stand <laughs> drink his macaque. I'm going to just enjoy my cock. So it's almost, it's almost as though you can pluck the beans right from the macaque's mouth. <laughs> this way you don't have to worry about them spitting it. Birds, dog. <laughs> like, can we... It, it's, it's almost out of time. It's time for uh, us to... Um, mm-hmm. The yeah. thing the, with the, the joint. The designations. So yeah, the, I mean. New triple designations. So, Isaiah, what is going to be your, uh, your opposite, your... Would it be female triple designation? Woman, yeah. Would that yes. be proper? Okay. Woman designation. Um, it's just going to be Korra triple um, because I really do love the Avatar series a lot. And when it comes to powerful, strong leading roles as women, she is top tier. So, yeah, Korra triple. Korra triple. All right, I like that. So, Super Saiyan triple, a.k.a. Korra triple. I like that. Now, Ariel. Yes, this will be quick because I've been thinking about it. I'm ready. All right. Here to be for the, known as a Malcolm Triple. First, what is going to be, which one do you want to do first? You want to do your new triple designation? I'll do my new main triple designation. Okay. Um, because I, as we talked about earlier in the show, it's like I am an X-Men head. That is uh, my heart. Um, and that is the thing that got me into this whole world. So my new triple designation will be Uncanny Triple. Ooh, I think. Uh-oh. Wait a minute. I wasn't sure. I Len told me it was available. Uh, Len might be loose. I, I said I wasn't. <laughs> sure. I said I wasn't sure, honestly. And and when I looked at the the listing that I have on our website, it's not there. Well, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's. There's some know. stuff on the list that is not up there that I know we have. Yeah, because yeah. wow. there's so I'm, many. I'm pretty here. sure we we at one point had an uncanny triple, but I don't know who that person is. Me so neither. their senses has expired. There you go. So, wow. So. You so can I can keep it? it? Yeah. Okay. Yay! Just if they ever were to resurface, you two would have to fight to the death. Because there can be only one. And I'm down for that. Cool. Let's she's look, looking forward to it. Because she's scrappy. Scrappy. <laughs> we'll have an, an axe-throwing tournament. <laughs> or a rope-climbing tournament. Oh, I, I can lose. do those things. Um, and then my uh, opposite sex triple or opposite gender triple, whatever. I'm going to be Bruce Leroy triple. <laughs> oh, see, Len, Len already was like, nope. Len, Len, Len was like, nope. I knew I was going to get the roll, the huff, the puff, the fallout. <laughs> Len and was like, fine. I respected you once. <laughs> get her out of here. Get her Citizenship rescinded. Show enough. But, but Bruce Leroy is, you know, he was a, a part of my early nerd journey before I even realized what was happening. I can't tell you how many times a day I watched The Last Dragon. I know it by heart. I know the songs. I know the choreography. So I think that is fitting. Bruce Leroy Triple. Len is upset. What was your female, uh, your alternate? Montgomery Triple. For my first crush, Elizabeth Montgomery. Oh, right. Yo, high five from over here, Elizabeth Montgomery. Who actually starred in my my favorite uh, Twilight Zone episode. I can't remember the name. Oh, about the soldiers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Her her and Charles Bronson. Yes. And that. Um, Okay, well. You want to be Bruce Lee? We're in trouble. That's fine. That's fine. Call up Super Tang when we leave here. Um, uh, (laughs) um, But it's not official. Not until you two of you take the triple oath of allegiance. You gotta, you gotta get this in there. We're running into overtime. Um, But uh, so, Emac, the master triple, if you please. All right. You've been here enough. You know what happens next. (laughs) I'm a triple furry. I'm a triple true. 
I'm, I'm a, a troubled triple furry. furry. I'm, I'm a, a triple true. true. From the way I roll to the way I coo. From, From the, the way, way I roll to the way, way I coo. So shall it be said, so shall it be done. Welcome. Feet in the air. Cora, triple, and... Wait, 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 and I'm candy triple. I'm candy triple, yeah. 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 Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> the monkey spit. <laughs> no, it's monkey. It's monkey. Macaque is driving me crazy right now. Macaque in my mouth. I had to take a pause. Are you going to tell them? <laughs> no. <sighs> no. I'm not going to tell them. you know what? I'm not going to tell them anything, but I am going to tell you, ladies Five and gentlemen. Five bucks say this ain't even this is regular coffee. <laughs> I am going to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that this show will be available for your download, stream, and pleasure on blacktribbles.com as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Oh, oh the metal version. <laughs> Google Play. And any place and every place that good podcasts be. Don't forget to like us and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Tumblr at Black Tribbles. And if you want to do a triple a favor, go on to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and a ranking because that helps people find the show. The top 10 summer is here, ladies and gentlemen. And we cannot tell you what next week's top 10 summer uh, uh, topic will be, but it will be dope. Trust me. So look for that in your feed when we announce exactly what that's going to be. For the and next week we will be debuting the new brand new Black Tribbles theme song for the Super Tribble uh, Out with Gangsta Grass Spider Tribble Master Tribble Storm Tribble Super Saiyan Tribble AKA Cora Tribble and for Amalgam Tribble AKA Uncanny Tribble AKA Say it <laughs> Say it <laughs> Bruce. Leroy Tribble. He threw right. up a little bit. I think he did. <laughs> got a little bit m- m- cock in my throat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. The, this is a bat Tribble. <laughs> Parting, we say. Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Wow. Let's, leave, let's get out of this garden. <laughs> I made you a cake. <laughs>